All right, good evening, everybody. It is Friday night, and that means one thing and one thing only. It's time for another episode of The Father's Truth. If you remember, over the last couple of months, uh, I've been doing a deep dive into the Amish culture. Okay, It's been pretty gnarly, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Some of the things we've talked about are sexual abuse, drug use, theft, alcoholism, bestiality, brainwashing, and cult-like attitudes, and this is all within the Amish community. Tonight, we're back with part four of this. Um, we're once again going to be talking with Emmett, but tonight, his girlfriend, Carrie, is going to join us, and she's going to talk about her relationship with Emmett prior to him actually exiting the Amish society and what it was like for her and what she saw um, from her view of things. So that's what we've got going on tonight. I hope everybody's had a great day. Um, so let's go ahead and... Uh, Let's go ahead and see if we can get Emmett in here. Some other stuff. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Good. How's everything going? <laughs> Uh-oh. Day by day. It's... Hot mess. Yeah. It's... it's... What? What's going on? Kyle, there's absolutely no communication we're supposed to um co-parent me and my ex-wife with the kid um basically the last time i no the when i had him in december the kids were all sick so i took them to the doctor and just had them checked out one of them had ear infection and they gave her amoxicillin and then she took the four days i think and the rest of it because it was a seven day supply she took it home and um Mike's wife threw it away. Oh, kids! Yeah, my seriously. They said mom said it was too strong for her. She don't need that. She threw it away. Wow. So last time I had them, I had them to t clean their teeth, and then one of my daughters have a abscess in one of her adult teeth underneath of it, which they told me they said she has to have that taken care of. If it gets in her bloodstream, she will it, die. Could kill it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they gave her a moctacillin, and she wouldn't even. Mike's wife wouldn't even come out of the house. Her parents, her parents came out and trying to. I don't know what they were trying to do, but they ended up calling the police, and the police showed up. And so I have no idea if she took the rest of her moctacillin for abscess. Uh, she's supposed to see a root canal specialist, which they won't do anything about it. Wait, uh, so. They, the Amish, her parents, your ex-wife's parents called the police on you? Somebody there. Oh, man. See, they don't, the funny thing is, her parents were there. They live in West Virginia, but they apparently they went down there um, to Missouri. But the funny thing is they don't have any cell phones. They don't have landlines. They don't have any technology. But their phone shack is about a mile and a half away. But the cops showed up within 15 minutes of me getting there. They have a cell phone. So they have cell phones or, and there's, they don't have any outside she got, neighbors. She got all of her court, uh, correspondence via fax. So, okay. So, so what did, what did the cops say when they showed up? She was, she, she wouldn't come out of the house until the cops showed up. And then she's trying to tell the cops, um, that I helped the kids against their will. And the cop basically told them, I think they're getting tired of her shit at this point. Yeah. They basically told her, um, I didn't want 
when I got when he got there, he said uh, the kids got out of the car. He said, unless you want to have somebody testify that I told her that unless she wants somebody to testify as far as me holding a hit, uh, the kids against their will. But he said, ma'am, there's no point in you even making a report on this. Uh, she's trying to take her paper out, and I've never seen anybody so obsessed with court papers. And she's trying to show the cop, like, oh, here's what it says, here's what it says. And I said, I just wanted to talk to her. You know, I figured out from the what she owes me on my places and the taxes, and she has still to this day not made a penny of the payments. She owes me over $80,000 just in her half of bills that in the last four and a half years. That's her half. and she's not going to pay anything so with something like that is there any way you can take her to court to collect on that or how does that work um that's a good question that's <laughs> what i'm trying to figure out i've had my uh, supposed to file um uh a motion um content order or contempt motion since the first of the year and he has yet uh, to do anything. I can't even get him to call me back. Well, he has an appealance attorney now, so they have until, well, we have a court date on March 9th, so that's either like a uh, shit or get off the pot kind of, like the judge has to change everything or it goes to appeals. Yeah. Okay. Is that, wow. that's a crazy mess. Like, it's crazy. But, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. You know, and with that being said, this is your first time on the show. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself so everybody can keep track. <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm his, uh, as the court papers say, paramour. And Wait, the court papers so have you listed as his paramour? I'm in his <laughs> papers. So, just, just a complete lie. I've never spoken court at all. Except in his court papers, um, like he had, he told a story of how I had road rage. I don't, it, it's just the oddest thing. But he also put in the court papers that she gave him an outstanding endorsement to come back to her and come back to Amish if he chose to. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So let's, let's take a look at how you fit into, into this Amish nightmare puzzle that we've been talking about over the last three parts of this so you originally reached out to me that's how i found out about you guys so what what is your part in this whole this whole situation well you know i've kind of just been in the um in the like when he went to see his kids and he was going here and going there or whatever i i just kind of stayed in the background now i didn't really get involved until like july after we had the boys for a couple couple months and then we then like the thing started we he found out about you know his daughters being molested and and then we like when we had the boys they kept saying something about phineas well what they said was what we took it as like it was a small child like phineas died phineas played with us phineas did this phineas so we didn't really think too much of it until his brother had brought it up after the boys went back and and then i i was like you know because i'm a like an amateur sleuth so i didn't i called the um i called the corner and i was like did you have a, a phineas by chance that came through there i didn't know you know with him being amish i didn't know how that that was but he was like we didn't have a small child named Phineas but we 
I, I can tell you that Phineas, you know, met his departure in some kind of way, but he didn't, he never told me how. Well, finally, after enough digging, I figured out that Phineas was the rapist, rapist. that she had had living with. Is that he died. Yeah, we still don't know how he died. A lot of people say he had polyps, and the situation that he had, he he was sleeping with all the animals, so he may have died that way. But someone else told us that he he um got hung. I don't know if he hung himself or somebody else helped him along. So there there is some really sketchy stuff beneath the surface of the Amish community. Especially this one. This community is, it. even when you're there, you can feel it. It just feels like children of the corn meets the hills have eyes. So even though they're, they're highly religious, there is definitely, I mean, I'm going to say it, it sounds almost like sat satanic stuff going on within this culture. Some of the things that they prevalent. I have yeah. These people be really, I haven't spoke to an Amish that they weren't lying through their teeth. This particular group, I hate to say all of them because I, you know, I know some good Amish. Mm -hmm. These people are just in her. She, you know, uh, she's got crazy eyes. You know, like, you know, if somebody is just batshit just by looking at them and she's right up there with. Well, and, and some of the stuff that Emmanuel has sent me that I've seen, you know, some of those videos that I've seen of, you know, her screaming and crying on the ground, throwing a temper tantrum like a fucking five-year-old. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can totally see the crazy oh, part of that. So their buggy, her and her brother-in-law slash boyfriend, um, to give them some grapes. And this woman jumped out before the buggy was had even stopped and jumped into a car with a complete stranger. This is where they're getting a road rage. Literally, we were just giving the kids grapes. Wow. And they thought, like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to ask a question. Yeah, the question is, what the hell is she doing? Like, she should, you know, Usain Bolt ain't got nothing on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's take it back to where did you first meet Emmanuel? How did that whole thing start? Um, I had moved to Flemingsburg and then my mom was moving here and she needed a roof on a house so someone had um gave us his name so we went to we found his shop and then that's how we met him okay and so it, the first couple times that you saw him i mean were you able to tell that something was going on or was it just kind of one of those things where you guys fell into a, a like an easy friendship and then he started you know talking to you about things or how did that whole thing play out yeah we well we got to um being friends and i actually took him on jobs because you know he did my mom a solid on the on the roof so i was like you know it costs you so much and then on my days off from work if you i said if you needed a ride i, I would be glad to because the thing was we i used to live in tennessee and i worked for the um prison system down there and we lived in an amish community i didn't know nothing about an amish i swear when we got to tennessee at night there was like these two lanterns and almost like hit this buggy. So I thought me and my daughter, I was like, we have driven into a, a time warp. I was like, what a hologram. I didn't know what was going on. Cause I, I'd, I'd never been around it, but I got to my mom's and I was like, well, my mom was here. So maybe I'm not in a like 
went back in time or something. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I started noticing. She started. She told me about the Amish and gave me a little bit of the four one one. But I just didn't. I thought, thought like if you're Amish, like uh, why are you at Walmart? You know, why are you at the store? Why are you buying them paper towels? So when I got off of work and there was we lived in the middle of nowhere, I just did a like my own little sting operation because I was like, why is there so many people with like there was a lot of Down syndrome. There was just a lot of people that were very, very odd. We ended up going back there together. And I swear this dude was on like this wagon trailer thing. And he could turn his head all the way around like an owl. There's a lot of inbreeding. But we found out there was so much inbreeding that they had to like bring in some more families because they had just. And so, so that kind of brings up a funny story. Um, now, a couple couple summers ago. Um, so there's Amish communities up by where I live. There's a big one that's probably 60 miles away. And so my son and I were out exploring and we went to a very popular place and there, there was Amish there. They were having a picnic. And, you know, so my son and I were walking through and everything. I could see, you know, everybody kind of stopped and looked at me, you know, and I, I'm covered in tattoos, you know, so I, I tend to stand out in a crowd you know, big bushy beard at the time and everything. And, and, you know, I kind of talked to one of the guys and, you know, it was okay. And we left and went and did our thing, came back and they were still there. And the guy approached me and asked me, basically, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version, but asked me if I would donate my semen to them. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> Because it kind of took me back, and I was like, say that again? And he, like, they were willing to pay me to come to their community and have sex with one of their women or more of their women, the way I understood it, with the understanding that, you know, there would be a child produced of this union, and I would go my separate way, and, and they would have fresh fresh DNA within within the community and i was just like holy fuck you know because i had heard stories about like the hutterites and you know these other religious communities doing that and i was like holy shit it's true obviously it i didn't go and do it but i was just like wow that's <laughs> bishop <clears throat> i don't know is that a is that a thing i've heard it multiple times already i've never experienced the actual seen it but a lot of that stuff would be buried it within the Amish. Like, nobody would find out. Uh, okay. Did you so, do it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, they had to drive. So their place was, their little community was over in Idaho. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm here with my, you know, 10-year-old son at the time. You know, no, I'm not going to go do that. Oh, <laughs> I, just, I was just more, I was just more blown away at the fact that it, it's, that offer was thrown out and they were like legitimately serious about it and willing to pay cash to go do it. And I was like, Holy crap. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, nothing surprises me. They are, I don't know. I mean, how like the sexual abuse, you just like, let's just sweep it under the rug and have Thanksgiving. All's good in the neighborhood. That's just, yeah. It, the sexual abuse, the, you know, the, the bestiality aspect of it, 
and you know doing some research i i found out that in some of these other amish communities that's something that they look at doing for these young young boys when they get older is they recommend they go do that rather than you know say having premarital sex i was just like what the fuck that's messed up truly yeah I, I don't know, you know. I come from a crazy family, but we don't roll that way. So there's a whole different. And then when I kind of crazy. <laughs> so so you guys started. You guys became friends, and you started kind of seeing things. What, was there a certain incident or anything that happened where you knew that something was most decidedly not correct with the situation, or something was wrong? Mm -hmm, a lot well not as much as now but like when he he his wheels were turning and he was kind of seeing it because i i really didn't pay that much attention i just thought like why do you want to live with no electric and you know it's at that point it was 2018 but you know to each his own and i was like you know live and let live but he um had started to want to leave and was asking questions. And then at some point, like he wanted a phone. So I was like, you know, I'll get you a phone. I was like, you know, Amish or not, I didn't realize that uh, having a phone would cause such a. Such an issue. Such an issue. So he got the phone and then that, I guess she, um, she found the phone and then that started the whole situation like the mental institution but <clears throat> i guess within like two days i mean they tried to take him to a mental institution and then they they took all of his money out of the bank and i was like dude they can't fucking take your shit and then they wouldn't let him in his business so you know me i'm all about like you know i'm grabbing roscoe i'm doing what i have to do you're not taking mm -hmm. from me that but he um he was, he was, he still is. He's a super nice guy. So he, I guess he just thought with being Amish, like, this is how it is. And, and he, he just, he didn't do anything. So, you know, it wasn't my place to, you know, go over there and knock heads, but I wanted to. Wanted to, though, yeah. That <laughs> weird meeting with, I don't know who I was at that meeting. You know, I wish I'd have been there, you know, because it was about, like, I was, too sexy to be a driver i was like oh that's so sweet in your weird twisted way wait that's what they told you that's what they, they told him they told, yes they told me that my dad told me he said you can't hire her as a driver she's too sexy <laughs> god wow i was to find some old dude to haul me around i guess holy so, cow yes i don't know i'm just all that stuff was weird, but I knew it was weird. I just didn't know what was going on. Like, you know, we're different. We we just have different mm. ways, but mm. I was like, what is going on? I didn't know about any of that sexual abuse. Even though, you know, you they're like inbred, you just think, well, these are just a few crazy family. I didn't know it was the whole damn lot. So when Emmanuel got out, he came and stayed with you guys, right? Mm -hmm. So what 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 was that kind of like that had to have been a very interesting experience for him and for you guys and for my daughter because it was like i don't know he was getting used to the phone and he would just say these things that he wasn't used to like i understand like if i'm watching a show so how do they go right back to what they're doing when i 
start watching the show. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Then, but he didn't watch like normal programming, so he just went all in. Like, you started watching Shameless, and I don't know. He would just go from like Shameless to Westerns. He was all about some. He's still all about some Westerns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Just getting acclimated and yeah yeah the amish we were some i think we went to get something that so me and my daughter it it, it was just cultural differences because you know it was just me and her so you know and she did cheer so we were just used to just uh eating that we ate out all the time you know we, we just spent mad money doing this and this so he he just thought like I think at one point, because I wanted to eat out, he every time I came over, when he, when he moved back, he would play the Gold Digger song. And I was like, look here, honey, just because I want to go eat some Mexican does not a Gold Digger make. I don't know. He just went through this phase like, oh, I'm, I'm English now, so I can. <laughs> what you going to do? But it was different, like, just watching him. You know, he got his license quick, and he's a worker. He was working, like, 20-something hours a day, and I don't know. I mean, we I, we, I was just trying to help him, but he was still, like, I guess because so much happened to him so quick that he, did, he couldn't process it, and I didn't realize how much he was going through until really, like, a good year later, I didn't realize how much it was affecting him. You, well, yeah, you know, I mean, coming from that Amish culture to, you know, essentially our culture, I mean, it's two entirely separate worlds colliding, and he's having to learn all this stuff, like you said, getting a driver's license, you know, stuff that you and I essentially take for granted. Yeah, so my mom, she took him driving and just made him drive, and he's just like, but I guess, you know, them taking his business and just the way they... They treated him, and I don't know. I just, I kind of, I guess I didn't really realize it at that point. Like, I knew it was fucked up, but I just, it didn't really register to me just how how deep it really went. And then, I guess she would always use the kids, like, oh, we don't have any money. And then sometimes I'd be like, how does she don't have any money? She just sold a whole business. And, like, any dollar that he had, she wanted it. Like, she hated to see him eat. So, yeah. And then she told him a story one time, like, oh, I had just concocted this master plan and save a lot, and I was going to have him at any cost. And at that point, we were just cool peoples. And I was like, literally, dude, nobody does that. But he was so jaded, you know, he didn't know. He had spent his whole life believing them, and then I'm trying to tell him something. He he had just gotten to the point where he was like, I'm not listening to nobody about nothing. I yeah. was like, what? He just wants what to do thing for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Now, now how, how difficult has it been for you guys in your relationship dealing with everything from his past, being in the Amish? How has that affected you guys? I don't okay, like so he he ended up going back 
in November of 2018. So he was back home a couple of weeks, and I think she was drugging him or something. Sad. I didn't. I still had my truck. My yeah, he didn't go back almost. She just went back, and you know, he wanted. He missed his kids. He missed. He. We lived in town. He's not a town person. Like, he's got to be out with cows and doing all that stuff, and uh, that affected him too. He's got to be out in the wild like a feral child. So. <laughs> You know, he took his clothes and he, he went back home and, you know, and I was like, you know, work it out with your family. Do, you know, do what you have to do and and be with your kids. But I think she was just trying to get him back home and trying to drug him and do whatever she could to make him come back Amish. But he stood his ground and he was like, I'm not, you know, I'm here. I'm with my kids. I'm, you know, you can come English or, you know, go fuck yourself. I don't, you know, but I'm here with my kids in the <laughs> came and made her made her leave and then he just kind of went wild so <clears throat> got his little attitude so i have a bigger attitude but i you know i was like go do whatever you need to do and be a dickhead whatever so because he was just like you're crazy you're crazy i was like okay there's a whole lot more crazy out there besides me and he met every one of them so <laughs> <laughs> So he learned. he learned. He got learned quick. But he, like, she would move, and he had to go find his, he had to wait for a letter. Um, I think she moved from, she moved to a house by the bishop. Then she moved to Pennsylvania. Then she moved with her dad. And so he was just constantly, I was like, dude, those are your kids. So there's nothing stopping you from getting, but he would thought maybe I was just trying to, set him up or something like i just wanted him to be just, in trouble I, but he didn't believe nothing and so he since apologized i was trying to give him all my wisdom but like i was like you could go get your kids and bring them back you know she shouldn't have absconded to another state without telling you yeah emmanuel what was your what was your thought process at this time she's telling you one thing you're hearing something else from other people what was going through your mind at this time you really want to know i do i don't know i'll be honest i i was so fucked up um i thought at points i thought i was going crazy his first year he was an asshole oh my god i was as miserable on the inside more miserable or how on they the say that's asshole uh, and i what admit it, it. i'll say it again what's the Osh word for Oshlo Okay, and I admit it, I was, um, but that's how I felt. Like she was telling me one thing, her and her mom, even her daughter. She's like, "Dude, you know, get your shit together." But I didn't have, like, I didn't have. I felt like I had. I was trying to grab a round ball, a slick ball, mm -hmm. and there was just I couldn't get no grip. And uh, sometimes I still feel that way. The harder I try. Like, the faster the ball's spinning, the less grip there is on it. But they were all the time, like, coming over. At one point, we went somewhere, and uh, my daughter was like, you got to come here because there's, like, 12 Amish dudes in black, and they, they're they trying to get into the house, and they have lined the sidewalk. They were looking like, in the windows. Yeah, the I mean, they're, they're rude. Really? They're disrespectful. <laughs> when somebody like me, like, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Like, so they just think I'm – they will torment the shit out of you but if you if you want to punch them in the face like you're in the wrong 
Well, I'll be in the rock. You'll still be punched in the face. You know, I'm not going to continue like this. That's how this two years, if it wasn't for his kids, like, that's the only reason why I haven't, I, I just want to kick the dog shit out of this woman for the torment and the lies. And she's lied to not only us and the court and has admitted it, but just lied. To, she loves pity. This woman just loves pity. So... I think she doesn't even mind that the kids come here for like the last week because then that's the week that everybody comes over and was like, oh, poor you. And it has to be so awful that your kids are English and they're sending letters here like, oh, God will avenge. And it. I'm so sorry that you have to be there. So his sister sent one talking about, um, oh, maybe one day your dad will be a good Amish dad. And that's Linda that she had left a note in 2018 for me on the she left it on the pillowcase talking about whore this and whore that so i didn't even know who she was but i just compartmentalized that information and then when she sent that letter i was like okay linda let me tell you how what we're gonna do about this so, so uh, have you have you had any any uh face-to-face -face confrontations with any of these folks yeah yeah sure did um when his when we found out about his daughter's um, oh yeah, I went over to the community. I went to his family's house and, and I was like, what kind of fucking, what kind of fucking grandparents and his parents, I was like, what, who, who doesn't like call the authorities and come and tell your son what happened that your other son molested his daughters. I was like, what, what kind of, what the fuck is it? That's when I, I really like, it hit me like a, a ton of bricks like what is going on and they're just like what that was like two years ago we've taken care of that and i was like how'd you take care of it oh we made him sleep outside for two weeks that, that, that whole thing still fucking blows me away that that was their solution was to make him sleep outside for two weeks they were so so confused like why i was mad talking about he slept outside i was like well if he's sleeping outside in a fucking coffin that'd be the only way that i'd be not mad and then his sister she's just out there like you should just leave and she's younger she's still only now 16 and and i told her i was like mary nobody nobody has the right to put their hands on you without your permission and she it it just went over her head she like it was this the most foreign concept she had ever heard so i'm i'm sure that she has also been accosted I mean, that's that's what I would guess from, you know, the kind of the research that I did and then talking to some other people that I know that know some things about the Amish culture is, you know, the consensus is that that is a very normal thing for, for you know, these young girls and young women to go through is that, you know, they're they're systematically raped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just it it blows me away that that is has been so normalized in that society that it's it's passed off as not a big deal not i went to the bishop so we found out later that the bishop like he knew all about the girls he had got a letter from the other bishop where she moved and but he acted like he didn't know i'm over there just going off and even his driver acted like yeah i knew but it wasn't my place to tell even though she set her fat ass out in this driveway for two hours talking about everybody and her mama and this whole community but not one time could she say hey you know you might want to uh 
you know, check on this because this, 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 but she was like, oh, well, it's not my problem. As long as I'm getting my little 60 cent a mile for hauling the Amish around. That's unreal. But, you know, by the same token, I would guess probably that she was molested herself. This was, and this is just Amish woman. What's that? This was a driver. This wasn't even an Amish woman. Well, what? Oh, okay. I got you. I got what you're saying. But still, I guess, you know, it doesn't really surprise me. You know, you get into that culture and that subculture and, you know, there's way too many people out there in this world that will do whatever they can to keep a job. You know, whether it's hiding shit, you know, they do it to keep their job. And it's like, what the fuck? Really? You know about this? That's a crime. Number one, huh? it should be reported. Number two, you know, you could be held accountable too for not reporting said crime if you don't do it. What? Yes. So like his sister was um, almost raped at 14 by some boucher that lives behind like, like the road, not, not too far from this farm, but his dad never, never turned him in and just acted like, Oh, well, and he's still back here. Yeah. That blows me away. I, you know, if I had a daughter and somebody tried to rape them, you know, they'd be six feet under very quickly, you know, shoot and shovel. That's what it's all about. And just, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand that mentality that, that the Amish have. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. He just says it's like they want to beat them down mentally like and emotionally where they just have zero self-esteem and that's why they don't let them you know take a bath or brush their teeth or any of that because they they don't want them to have any pride or self-esteem and it's it's easier for them to stay Amish that way well uh, like we talked about in the in the first part one that we did is you know to me it sounds like Amish society is a fucking cult. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Brainwash them, and you make it so they cannot leave. And if they do leave, they have absolutely nothing. Because they just, they live to be miserable. They're so miserable all the time. You never see anyone just smiling and laughing and having fun. It took him a year. I didn't see him laugh for a whole year. And I'm funny. <laughs> Oh man, that's just like he he didn't like it was just the worst thing. And then when he did it, he had to catch himself. Like you know, should I be doing this? Should I be laughing? That kind of thing. It was a lot of things he he second guessed himself, and they were constantly you know calling him and telling him what a piece of shit he was, and he needed to come back Amish and be a good Amish dad. And even now, like he'll these Amish people will call and. He'll say something about the kids, and they're like, "Well, were you the dad at the time?" Like, once he takes those clothes off, he's he's not considered their dad or nothing. It's, it's the same thing with his kids. When they have those Amish clothes on, they can they're a little turd sometimes. But when they take those outfits off and put on regular clothes, it's just like a it's a shift. So yeah, let, let's talk about that for a second. So when you guys get them, obviously, you know it's an entirely different household entirely different society almost what's it like dealing with that kind of situation where you have your daughter you know she's been raised english if you will 
you know, the, you know, these children come into your home and they're, they're Amish. So what are some of the things that you guys have ran into? What are some of the issues that you guys have dealt with, with dealing with that? Well, the first time wasn't even as bad as the second time because they're told like, they don't have to respect us. I don't really know what they've said about me, but as far as him, they, they just tell well, him. Yeah, I, got, I got out of my kids because they told me, um, well, we don't have to listen to you. And I finally got out of them. Why? Uh, well, the Amish said, if you was a, Amish, a good Amish dad, then we would have to, but we don't have to do anything you say or we don't have to listen to you because you're not Amish anymore. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. And before they even get in the car, they're like, uh, you can have promise that we get to wear our clothes. And I'll finally, like the first time I washed his daughters, well, we he washed through their hair, but I took their hair. They have like, I swear it was 15 pieces of equipment because they have they had headaches, but they had these, these little pans, like, 15 of them just sticking in their in their scalp and they all have Lyme's disease so I'm thinking in the summer they don't they never take their hair down and I'm sure ticks and stuff get up in there and oh. they they haven't been taught like wash your hands or nothing because the first time they were here we all got sick they got in the car they had a fever they were sick and we I was ill like the first three weeks of the year with some some kind of Amish because I ended up going to the emergency room and they didn't even see anything on the lab work. And I'm like, oh, it's it's bad if the lab work don't even. <laughs> I don't know. I discovered that they're they're bringing. Like, how they get sick? Yeah, she was a couch. I carried her food for to her for like two days. Oh yeah, she I was here. Leave, she couldn't even hurt. But they the couch. they have no. They haven't learned. Um, picking up anything they if they're done with something it goes in the floor i'm like i cannot imagine what her house looks like it's to me this last time i tried to help them with their school work because they always bring their 1950s school books they're still learning words that we don't like druggist for pharmacist or grocer or they're, they're just the earliest book that they have is was printed in 1958 uh you mean the latest or the latest, newest newest earliest. book because I seen what? one of them was in 1952. But uh, I sit him down upstairs, and I have an upstairs um, where I have an office, my office at one end. That's fine. I have my office at one end, and there's a 20 by 30. Mm -hmm. And I fall down and give them their schoolwork because I was like, well, I'll do, I'll do my schoolwork, and y'all do your schoolwork. By the time I got, got them all settled in, I realized they can't read. They don't know what my girls are. Um, they'll be, be uh, twelve years old in two months, and I really they can't read to understand what kind of work they're supposed to do. By Amish standards, they would be. They only have one more year of school, and then they would be going into strangers' houses cleaning. I was like, "Hey, clean." They're they're almost twelve. Not they're in sixth grade, and they so they can't read. Oh, I thought, okay. And I put something on the stove, and I told them, I told the girls, I said, why don't y'all go turn the stove on to cook the dinner? And they said, well, Dad, um, we don't know which knob to turn. And I said, well, look on it. It'll tell you on there. They said, well, we don't know what that is. I said, well, what is it on? I said, it's on the rear, the left rear. 
And I looked at me and I said, don't you know what this word means? And I pointed under rear and they're like, no, we don't know what that word is. So I told them what it is. I said, it's rear. And I said, don't you know what rear means? And it's like, no, we have no idea what it means. So oh, just a month, yeah. And they cannot understand. And like their spelling, they memorize it for their spelling. And then for their spelling workbook, they go in a dictionary. Like it, it's fucked up. It's so, so is that a common thing with Amish society that these kids don't know how to read? Is that, is that common? Well, they read, but they don't know half the freaking words. Like you're reading just to memorize the word, but they, they don't really under, comprehend like what base, all the words just mean. Just I'd say a second grade level. And that's where I'm at right now is a lot of my words. I didn't learn my sounds, so I have a hard time sounding something out. Like, if somebody tell me a word that I don't know what it is, I can't sound it out. Because they don't learn the word, like, like toothpaste. It took him forever to say that because they don't learn TH. I still can't say TH like sound tooth, very... So you don't learn the phonetics of it, basically. And I, I still, to this day, I, it's hard for me because I didn't know these words. I didn't know they existed. I need a dictionary for dummies. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, it, it's... When he got, yeah, his GED, that... It took him a minute, but because he didn't, they they don't learn anything. His sister was over here um, during their last visit, and she's a teacher. She's 23. 22. She didn't know she lived on Earth. What? Oh, they had, they had no idea about solar system. She didn't or, know Earth. She's like, oh, I live in, you she's know. Like, she's like, what's Earth? Is it, like, is that another is country? It a country? Holy shit. It, wow. It, it, I used to think the Amish was at a third grade, like a third grade level education. Sounds like they're at a freaking kindergarten level. It is. I, that's what I told Carrie. If I get the kids full time, they would. There's no way in hell I could send them to public school. They would have There's to go back from, to though, first grade. They all have a cell phone, and even his son, his youngest son, is so slick that you know all the other kids have iPhones, but he's like hell with this old bougie other phone so he done stuck it in the bottom of the kitchen drawer and he was like i can't find my phone i guess i need a new one i guess i need a but you know as much as they, they want to wear them amish clothes they still want to be on that english iphone and they so, do tick my daughter so when you them, do you guys do you guys put them in quote-unquote english clothes or it's this last time i had them at the end of it they almost they had they almost got the best of me. I, I have to say, I, I was. It was a rough week. Yeah, I didn't do shit besides just taking care of them, cooking for them, uh, trying to pick up, trying to teach them. And I took them to get their teeth cleaned one day. Um, I took them out back in the creek, you know, so they could play in the creek and do stuff one warm day. I didn't get. I was going to split some wood and bring bring some wood in and stuff. I didn't get nothing done. But I think, like, they, when they go home, it's like they just have to just act like they didn't have any fun. And and I think the Amish feed off of drama. So the, the girls, the oldest, the girls are the oldest. So they just have to be, you know, telling some snitching tales like, oh, this happened and this happened. Just, just to give them something to. Well, to put the blame on us so it's not on them. And I've noticed that a lot. I, I would imagine. It's probably a survival mechanic mm -hmm. where, you know, that's what they have to do because, I mean, you know, they probably get interrogated 
I would imagine, from the minute they walk in the door. So they have to throw these bones out, you know, so to take the heat off of them, so to speak. It is. I can see that. And but if you get them alone, it's like the youngest ones look at the older ones like, uh, what are we supposed to say or do? But like I took the girls and we went riding around. And so I love going in abandoned houses mm -hmm. and stuff like, do y'all like going in abandoned houses? Well, Sarah, she's like a 65-year-old woman in an 11-year-old's body. But Sadie's like, I always, drive by, I always go by those houses and I wonder what's going on in there. So... We we went to an abandoned house. How'd they like that? Oh, they loved it. But they were, like, I had always, and they, it was completely different. And she said with the girls, it was. You would not like, have known. They, they were, were different, Amish. different kids. And then with the boys, just me and the boys, we went out. We went to uh, Goodwill, and it was picking out clothes, <laughs> taking videos. And yeah, like, just, it was normal. Just, That's like, just having fun. They were being kids. Yes. Just like when we had the boys, I mean, they, it didn't take them any time to acclimate. And then one time, like we, I mean, we go out, we're constantly doing something. Then one day they wanted to go to McDonald's and I was like, oh, I don't have any uh, cash or nothing today. He was like, well, just steal it like you usually do. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, every time we go somewhere, you, you never give them money. You just give them that card thing and, and act like you uh, pay okay. He didn't, he that, didn't understand. Uh, okay. So he thought you were stealing because you weren't giving them actual cash. So right after that, now it don't work to say you don't have money. He's like, just use your card. Yeah. Then <laughs> they learn a bit. But they're like sponges. They learn quick. Yes, they do. They're they're really real. They're good kids. They, they're just being brainwashed and, you know, shit on by their community because then they have to go back and feel bad that they were here i guess i don't know what happens but i can imagine well, yeah. like i think we like eight letters from different people the week that they were here and that's what i told them i said there, nobody's going to send a letter through here to y'all they have my phone number if they want to talk to y'all they can call but i said nobody will send a letter to this address for, for y'all because we open them and all it i was going to give it to them if it's you know something that's uh you know that it's okay for them <laughs> yeah. but everything is like oh we feel so sorry for you we know this must be this must be the longest week of your life um it's because just, like the first couple of days they they can be like little assholes but then in the middle there's just all this good stuff in the middle so then they wasted the first couple days because like they told him they was like why is it like the first couple days seems so long and then then the rest of the week is so fast and then they because i i know they like it here more than they feel like they're allowed to say well and that's a pretty common thing you know in the time that i've been doing this and talking to you know other fathers and other stepmothers you know, it's basically the same, the same thing. You know, they get the kids, the kids are rough the first day or two, you know, they're acclimating and then they get into the rhythm and then they love it and they don't want to leave, but they have to leave. And, you know, when they get back to your know, mom's house or whatever the case may be, you know, you get this survival mechanism where then they essentially have to shit on where they were just at. So mom doesn't take it out on them. 
And I would imagine it's probably the same thing with what with what your kids are dealing with. And, you know, that's an impossible situation to be put in as a kid. And it sucks, man. It is. It's almost like they have to be a narcissist yep. in order to survive. Because their first instinct is the law. So any anything we oh, we better law real quick. But then, you know, they here they take a bath every day, you know, and they ride bikes and have fun and just, you know, they're just living life and they have iPads and, and I stayed out told them because my one daughter, she's like, Dad, why does it go so fast the last four days? I said, well, if you weren't the little assholes, <laughs> I said, the first three days, you're all little assholes. And I said, by the time you realize that you're going to be here for seven days and you start enjoying yourself, I said, it's over. Yeah. We was going to do a stuff, but I said, I'm not. I'm not going out and we're not going to these parks and uh, um, amusement parks and stuff and spending all that money if you're going to treat me like shit. Because we had happen. a good Christmas and um, Eli, he's like the child that don't hardly talk at all. Matter of fact, he can talk without opening, without moving his lips. He's like a ventriloquist. But then we have friends. Oh, I'm going to give a shout out to Don Hill and Ollie because they came over and Eli just gravitated toward her, just loved her instantly. And Sarah, she's like the one that never laughs, but we went over to Don Hill and Ollie's and they have a crazy daughter named Dad on and she acted like she i was like we're gonna play a prank on him so he was here with the boys doing chores and um she acted like she worked for the sheriff's department and i got pulled over and i wowed out and he needed to come pick up the kids and he was already turning off the water for the animals he was like oh she's crazy i'm on my way but sarah <laughs> like you never seen sarah laugh but she was like oh, that was so much fun I was like, see, girl, we could be doing this stuff all the time. Just yeah. driving him crazy. Yeah. I don't, you know, just to laugh, just to see them have a good time because they don't, they're, you not believe how much chores they have to do even before they go to school. The one kid wrote a letter and was like, yeah, I mean, it was two pages of chores before she was even like, oh, I better mail this because you'll be back tomorrow. Did the adults even do anything or did they just voice everything off onto the kids? It's mainly the closest thing I've gotten to, and that's what bothered me as I'm seeing I have kids of my own. The Amish have kids. That's their social security, their um, their welfare, and their retirement. Well, she wrote um, letters like, oh, I had to make the kids go out and do all the chores so I wouldn't have to go outside because it's cold in Missouri. So, yeah, it's the Amish do have kids, and that's what I said. You know, everybody wants to say, and, and I get it. You know, I feel for as far as uh, the black people, the you know, that had slaves back in those days, uh, and everybody wants to, you know, oh, we, we owe them something. We ought to pay them something. But we have, we have slaves today. These kids are slaves. These Amish have these slaves and we have them today but the government's looking the other way you know it, it's not it just blows my mind and i and that's what i said you know all that shit's wrong but they've made that law you know 150 whenever however long ago nobody can own somebody else but the amish do own their kids this 
you're my kid. You'll do whatever the hell I say, when I say it. Well, they work I now. Say. They work in a pallet shop, and she takes their money. My youngest, so does, does she put the money into, because I know in that first episode that we did, we were talking about that and how, what what was it you said you don't get your money until you're 18 or 21? Which was it? But no, you don't get none of the money. Like only money you get when you're 21 is say, you know, I'm working for my dad. We had a, we had a sawmill. So mm -hmm. we worked in a sawmill and we helped people load lumber and every once in a while they'd be like hey you know here's a couple bucks or here's five dollars and then that would that money they would write in a book and that's the money we got oh okay. Okay. no 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 we didn't we didn't get a nickel from the hours of slave labor so that, yeah so this, this is truly slave labor where these kids are busting their ass and they're not seeing any of it <laughs> yeah no they if there's a tip or somebody you know we done a little bit of racing rabbits and a few things that we got a a little bit of profit and made a little bit of money, but we had to do it like after we got done with the dad's chores or, you know, working, it had to be after. Well, when he would go up when like before all this happened and he would go up there and see the kids and, you know, we, cause when we took them stuff, we took them so much stuff that anytime we went, one time his son said, dad, what, what did he say about Where's the Christmas? Yeah, where's the... He thought every time was Christmas. I said, it's That's in the middle of the summer. He's like, well, you usually bring Christmas. <laughs> and I never went, like, never went to the visits. I, I let him, you know, do his thing, see his kids. I always sent... I sent her hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of snacks to make her like... Like, I was, you know, I, I didn't have any beef with this woman. I was trying to do anything I could to make her life easier, sending gifts, but you even send um, <clears throat> laundry detergent. Yeah, anything like that to, to help from out. Sam's, Sam's had it shipped directly to I her. sent like these expensive uh, fairy tale books from Germany and um, the kids because one time Chris was like, well, you might as well not send anything else because mom just sells it. She sold everything. I'm talking about like Wow, Bacon, bacon stuff. We never sent anything they couldn't have that we thought they couldn't have. One time we sent a plastic horse, but they told the kids that uh, they brought it down and dropped it off at the end of my driveway. driveway. But the kids didn't believe me and asked me. I said, no. I didn't really wild out on this woman, and I, I didn't really get involved until his that happened with his daughters. And it was not long after that that she accused us all of being rapists, even my daughter. And that's what I, I actually wanted to say this because her stepmother and father were there when I dropped the kids <laughs> off trying to say, oh, you don't, it's not our fault that you're not Amish and this and that and the other. And he, I said, yeah, it is. I said, I drove up to your place in West Virginia to ask you what the hell's going on. And I said, I told her, her stepmom, her dad wasn't there. I said, she knew as well as I did. None of that stuff was true. Those accusations she put on me. And I said, you still stood behind this bitch, even though you knew she was lying, trying to put me in prison. She said, oh, she don't think that no more. This was when I dropped the kids off the end of last month. And that's what I said. They knew it wasn't true, but they'd rather see me go to prison than me seeing me get my kids. Jesus and that's, that, that's a fucked up society right there. Holy cow. I mean, that's just like the social services 
woman, Vicki Graham, that came here and basically kidnapped his son and took, basic, yeah, she well, did took naked pictures of him. So I saw her at Walmart and I was like, I got a bone to pick with you. I understand, you know, what, whatever you did, we'll deal with that in court. But why are you still talking to this woman? And why are you, why did you tell her to follow restraining order? And you probably told her all this bullshit stuff to say. And this woman wanted to fight me at Walmart. Oh, shit. Is she social services? Yeah. Wow. Dang. <laughs> that, that is crazy. I don't, it, it's just been one wild. Oh. Sorry, that's his fire department thing. Um, oh. I don't know. It's just um, his. Um, just like with the judge and this divorce decree, if you've seen this thing, it, it it's like the funny pages. I mean, he's just made up this story about me and the endorsement and just did his own, did his own He's, he's punishing me for not being Amish. He's sitting there. Like, she gave me an, what, how did he say it? Endorsement to come yeah. back Amish. But then oh, he right? said he, it looks like he was a good dad prior to leaving the Amish. Before he beat the judge. He did saying this. Until I started um, judging the, um, my, the, the faith. Yeah, or yeah judge, uh, until you question the faith and prior to leaving the Amish. So once he took those Amish clothes off, it's like, mm, yeah. But, and this same judge has convicted three, three of the most horrific rapists. Well, the one was a, he murdered his wife. But. He was a rapist too. What's yeah? I don't know. Yeah, he got, got caught on some other rape, uh, sexual abuse charges. Um, but then this next sentence after that, uh, he stating that, but I do have, you know, that it's my choice not to be Amish, basically. So he's he's basically punishing me. And like she had no evidence. It's just whatever she said he made that credible but then he would call her exemplary and then he's like well we'll just chalk this uh xanax usage up to an isolated incident because she admitted to taking xanax she she said but the one sentence he said she's an exemplary parent mm -hmm. and one of the next ones he said but it really concerning about her not reporting sexual abuse wow send me if you guys would send me that judge's info absolutely because you guys yeah. have seen what I do with the judges that people send me. Yeah. He needs to, he needs to become famous. So, yeah. They were same when we info. When we get to some yeah. uh, appeal and support. And I'll give a shout out to Judge Terry Allen to Shannon. Sheridan County, nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. guys. And that's going to wrap up this episode. That hour went by really quick, as always. So, man, I want to thank you guys again for coming on. Carrie, it was a pleasure to finally get to talk to you on here. Ooh, save man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll do it again because we're not done yet. We still got more to go with this story. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot deeper still. Well, we got, I'm, I'm here for the full ride, guys, just to let you know. All right, well, we'll talk to you next time. All right, guys. Have a good rest of the weekend, all right? All Until right. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. So that was Emmanuel and Carrie.
taking us through Amish Nightmare Part 4. Ah, you know, every every episode we do here about the Amish, it just gets crazier and crazier. And, and tonight, it was from Carrie's perspective, the things that she's seen and dealt with, and talking about the kids and what it's like for the kids to go from their Amish home with their mother to their quote-unquote English home with their father. So, crazy stuff. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. You've been listening to The Father's Truth. I am Alan Donovan. Thank you guys for joining in. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us and listening to The Father's Truth. If you would like to be a guest or know someone with a story that needs to be heard, email Alan Donovan now at thefatherstruth at sohomail.com.